Hi, everyone, and welcome to Spill It, the Gwinnett County Public Library's podcast all about YA literature, where two of us love YA and one doesn't. I'm Catherine, Teen Services Librarian, and I love YA. I'm Patty, Youth Services Manager, and I also love YA. And I'm Sarah, Youth Services Specialist. And as you may have figured out from the math, I do not like YA. I don't really enjoy math. I was going to say, this isn't about math. I do like math. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Don't scare people off with math. We are not going to be talking about math today, rest assured. What are we talking about today? Well, first let's tell everybody what we're reading right now. Oh, all right, I guess. What are you reading right now, Catherine? I am almost done with and enjoying the book I'm reading, which is Keep This to Yourself by Tom Ryan. It's a thriller where a year before a serial killer had terrorized the sleepy beachside town where 18-year-old Mac lives. It's summer now, and he's trying to put all that behind him, but that's not so easy when the killer's last victim was Connor, your very best friend since childhood. And he just found a clue in some books Connor left for him the day he had died. He had stashed them up on the top of a bookcase because he just didn't want to look at them. He was too, too sad to deal with it all. But he finally pulled them down a year later, and there's a cryptic message inside. Ooh. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I like a good thriller. I would say I like a good serial killer, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> a fictitious one, maybe. Yeah. What about you, Sarah? What are you reading? Well, I'm reading one that's not young adult. Boo. Boo. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, I read uh, Nettle and Bone by T. Kingfisher. And this is a fantasy-type fairy tale. Um, The main character is the youngest of three princesses, and her older sisters get married off, and um, the prince is not a nice guy, and so she wants to basically dispatch him to save her sister. So she goes to a witch for help, and the witch says, if you complete these three impossible tasks, then I'll help you, and she does. So she's off with a former knight and the witch who also has a demon-possessed chicken and (laughs) a pet dog that's really just a skeleton dog and um, a fairy godmother that's really bad at her job. So it's an interesting fantasy story. And even though it's not for young adult, I feel like um, teens could read this book. The only thing they might, like the age of the characters is like 30s or whatever so they're not teens but there's nothing that I can recall that happens that I would say like oh that's not appropriate for teens I think you're I think you're okay reading it I think you sold me on it (laughs) I think the title hooked me first there's something about net did you say nettle and bone nettle and bone yes Mm -hmm. and I liked it so well that now I've looked up T. Kingfisher's other books that she's written again not YA books but I, I like her style so I'll be reading her other things. I'm definitely going to add this one. Yeah, that's that's going to happen. So what about you, Patty? So I have actually <laughs> not been reading a ton of actual books because I have been on a big um, Star Trek fan fiction binge. But to tie this into books we have in the catalog, because I was like, oh, I wonder, do we have any published Star Trek books available because some of them are very very good and I went and looked and we have eight pages of Star Trek in our catalog 
And I am totally going to go through and see which ones of those I want to read too. <laughs> Live long and prosper. Well, I guess it's time for today's topic. Woo! 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 What are we talking about? Well, it was Sarah's turn to pick, so I'm going to let her take it away. Yes, and if you've listened to us before, you know that I like books that are a little on the darker side, and I particularly like books that are dystopian or um, post-apocalyptic, and so I chose The Electric Kingdom by David Arnold. And we'll start off, I'll just read you the um, jacket description. When a deadly fly flu sweeps the globe, it leaves a shell of the world that once was. Among the survivors are 18-year-old Nico and her dog on a voyage devised by Nico's father to find a mythical portal, a young artist named Kit raised in an old abandoned cinema, and the enigmatic deliverer who lives life after life in an attempt to put the world back together. As swarms of infected flies roam the earth, these few survivors navigate the woods of post-apocalyptic New England, meeting others along the way, each on their own quest to find life and love in a world gone dark. Cover talk? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, there is more than one version of the cover of this book, but let's talk about the one that we've got right in front of us here, which um, is like a black hole or sort of portal there's a picture of the new england countryside and there's like a sort of a portal in the middle of it sort of sucking in the picture and you can also see in it nico and her dog harry that are kind of walking along a river the merrimack river i really like it like judging the book by the cover i would i would definitely pick it up i like the use of color and how it like fades into the black or the, it turns really dark where it's being sucked into the portal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I like it too. The other, I like this one, I think, better than the other cover, um, which I had downloaded the ebook, and that has a, a different cover, which is a picture of what appears to be like an astronaut's mask, and reflected in the visor are uh, Nico and her dog. But this one feels more dynamic to me. Yeah. Patty is silent. She loves this part. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a good cover. I like it. I would have picked it up based on the cover alone. It's 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 intriguing looking. Yes, I would have picked it up based on the cover and then been like, ugh, dystopian. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. I I would have been too. I'm not a big fan of dystopian, and yet Sarah found a dystopian book that I actually really liked. Good job, Sarah. Oh, yay. Patting myself on the back. And I am the opposite. (laughs) I still don't like dystopian. (laughs) (laughs) There were good parts of this book, but overall, I would say no. I would not recommend. I think what I liked about this book, because I was thinking about that, I was like, what What makes me like this one as opposed to other dystopians that I I don't like? And I like the fact that this book's story isn't about fighting the flies or finding a cure or saving the world. It's just about the characters in it and their relationships to each other and like about art and love and finding peace with this world that you are given and I liked that yeah I think too so too it was about a lot of um just relationship 
and um, can you find something in this world that's like so empty of things that we are all used to? Can you find something that makes your life have value? And I think that all of them were able to do that. So and the main, the three main characters, it's told from the perspective of these three different characters, and so that and their stories kind of intertwine. I will say, before I even got maybe 20 pages in, I had to go look up if the dog died. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The dog does not die. That was important to me. I was like, I can't read this book if this dog dies. It's just not going to happen. And um, the dog does not die. Yeah. I do think part of why I didn't really like it is I did listen to it. So I think a lot of my problems stem from that. Because it's very confusing. Because like Sarah said, it's told from like three different main characters' point of views. But it was also told in multiple timelines. So when you're listening to it, you get it's really confusing trying to keep up with where in time are you, who's talking. Because there's only one narrator and there's not a lot of voice change yeah. for each character. So I spent a lot of the probably first half or so being like, what? is happening i can definitely see that because i started to i had read this a while ago it came out i think in 2021 and i think i read it shortly after it was released but i was rereading it for the for the podcast and um i started just listening to the audio version and right away because i remembered the complicated nature of the story and when i've realized that yeah the narrator isn't switching between characters and you can't really tell I was like, no, I need to go back and actually look at it, which I do feel like if you're, yeah, if you're somebody who is willing to like read the actual print, either an e-version or the paper copy, you should do that as opposed to listening to the audio. I would say that too. And I'm a big audiobook listener. So yeah, it sounds like this audiobook would benefit from like a full cast audio. It definitely because would. Because I think that would make a big difference. It would, because then you could kind of at least, you know, get the distinct voices. Yes happening yes and i will say i mean it is a very character driven driven book like it's all about the characters and i did love the characters i related to them but the book overall like the whole picture the whole story i was just like no what's the point oh like there's no real ending nothing nothing has changed so i'm like what was the point of me reading this whole book they're just doomed to repeat over and over and over again i mean they change minor things but like the character even says in there the end result is always the same i don't know if i think it's always the same because at the end a new thing has been tried and other things have been tried along the way and i i would say it it's not that nothing happens the point the point is the journey. It's not the end. The point isn't the end. The point is the journey and how you got there. And the fact that various characters find love and art and they do try different things. And like I said, it's a it's a very small story. It's not the big, exciting, apocalypse, fighting, sci-fi story. It's It's very small. But I also really... I think that's what I liked about it. It's a story about the nature of stories. I mean, and this isn't my own thinking. This is like I've read some reviews. I read an interview with the author. But um, it's just sort of about 
the nature of storytelling. There's visual storytelling in it with the character of Kit, who's an artist. There's the actual storytelling that, you know, Nico's father tells her a story that kind of turns into her story. And they're all sharing their stories along the way. And I think that's sort of the point. And also, and again, this is from an interview with the author about um, parental love and the desire of a parent to protect their child from, you know, anything bad, even and up to including death. So Nico's father, I think that's his whole motivation is to yeah. keep this child alive, even if that means she's on a repeat cycle. I guess. But I I guess to me there was just no, like, resolution. Like, there was nothing that was like, this is the end. I but really liked, I actually marked this page because you were talking about how it's for about storytelling and art and stuff and and there's a conversation they have on the road um you think they knew he asked the artists and writers you think they tried to make something that would outlive them my dad used to say that for as long as people have grown old and died there have been people looking for a way out of old age and death eternal life the fountain of youth heaven loops you're saying art is attempted immor- immortality? Achieved immortality. Nico raised both arms in a firm mental hug. Proof we are here. Or proof, sorry. Proof we were here. Lennon got up to tend the fire. R. What? You said were. Quietly, almost to himself. We're still here. And that to me is like, that's, that's what this book is. Like, it's just about being there (laughs) which doesn't make it sound very it's not a book for people who want an action story and who want a story with like like Catherine says a firm ending yeah I agree it is about the journey it is I mean you know Voyager is the character of the story within the story and I think that's really what it's about just the voyage it is a book that is not the destination (laughs) (laughs) as soon as I finished this book I wanted to start it again because I was like oh I want to reread this book I having read it twice I do think like it was neat to read it again sort of knowing where it goes and it is circular and because the point of the story is that time is circular so Yes, your story ends up kind of back where it began. It just, I don't know. The beginning makes you think, like, there's the girl on the, right, standing in front of the billboard or whatever. Yeah. That's like setting up the, like, you have a mission type of thing. But then you find out the mission is just this pointless loop to me. (laughs) 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 Like, nobody gets saved. It doesn't save anybody. Yeah, but that... It does. It saved... It, uh, it doesn't stop the pandemic. It doesn't, like... No, it doesn't... Well, uh, yeah. And I mean, it saves them in the fact that they make it to a house or whatever. Like, it points a couple characters to where they'll be safe. But, like, this, it's not about stopping the pandemic. That's not what the story is about. That's a different story. I would have liked that better. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny because that's what all the other post-apocalyptic stories, like they're all about like 
this gets, I saw somebody compare this to like the fifth wave and I'm like, this is nothing like the fifth wave. That's all about fighting aliens and stuff. The only thing that has in common is that people died from a flu. Um, I did torture my husband with this one too. <laughs> because we listened to this on the way to Washington, D.C. And he was like, I have no idea what's going on. He was like, can you, like, I had to explain to him later. And then I'm like, but that's it. I mean. I can see. Like, yeah, because he kind of felt like I wasted so many hours of his time. Listening to this book <laughs> on if, if there's not, if it's just one reader and they don't do a lot to differentiate voices. Also while driving a car, because it's, it's a book <laughs> you need to pay attention to. It's a book that... I think what I liked about it is you can like sink into it. The language is really rich and deep and there's just a lot of things to think about and moments to think about. Oh, and it was really well written. Like I'm not, I'm not dissing David Arnold at all. Right. It's just one of your did like, I did like the characters. I just wish the whole point of the story was different. (laughs) (laughs) I just just wish he told a different story. I just wish he wrote a different book. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of that, one of the things I read in the interview with him was um, a question about, like, is this a YA novel? Does he write, you know, for a teen audience or not? Because some of the characters are young. I think the main character is 18, and then you've got a 12-year-old, Kit is 12, and then you've got an adult in The Deliverer. And so do you think this, did you think of this as a YA book well, I think Nico is the main, main character. Right. For the vast majority of the book. And I feel like it's still mostly told from her perspective. Yes. I don't know. I still would think of it as, yeah, a YA book. And see, he's, his answer was he doesn't really, he writes the story. He's not trying to write for an audience because he feels like, and sometimes he reads books that are for a younger audience and feels like it's been dumbed down. No, I, Those I weren't his exact that. words, but, you know, something yeah. to that effect. I would say this book, because we always think about read-alikes, mm-hmm. you know, to talk about and not to really get ahead of ourselves. The, the books I have read that are most similar to this book tend to be adult books. Right. And um, so there's this uh, award committee that called the Alex Awards that um, the American Library Association Association gives out to adult books with teen appeal, like books they think that are written for adults that would appeal to teenagers. And I feel like this book is the opposite of that. It is a teen book that I think a lot of adults would really like. It does handle some some heavier topics. And I think it that's not saying that it's not appropriate for teens because it is it, it's completely appropriate for teens i just think it has it's like the opposite it has it's a teen book with a lot of adult yeah there are some you know scenes of death and things in this book so if that's going to put you off I would yeah avoid there's it. i would there's say death and attempted rape and language um, and language and i mean it is post suicide mm-hmm. and you know some big questions, but there's nothing graphic, really. Not, well, not particularly graphic. (laughs) 
nothing that made me squeamish, and I'm like yeah. the squeamishest person in the world. So, did yeah. you fold the page down in that book? Yes, I did. Didn't have a marker, so I folded the page down so I could find it again. Books are not sacred objects. <laughs> well, it's not your book. Yep. <laughs> Note to self, don't loan Patty any books. <laughs> Here are the, some discussion questions that I saw. I don't know if we want to talk about any of these. But it says, um, how is fly flu similar and different from COVID? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No. Um. If you could go back in time, what would you tell your younger self? And why is storytelling important? How do stories add perspective to our lives and how do they change over time? I will say it is reading, interesting reading a book that involves a flu during COVID times. Um, I was a little reluctant <laughs> when you first suggested this one. I was a little like, oh, I don't know, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be, but it's different enough because it, it is both a flu, but it's also not a flu. Like yeah. it sounds like at the very beginning, there were people who actually got sick and like died of a flu that was spread by these things. But ultimately what the problem is, there's these giant swarms of these deadly flies that come in and eat things. Yeah. Anything um, alive, basically, is at risk. And um, But then you find out later there's a later yes. sickness. Yeah. Yes. There's like a secondary illness that they, you know, that's part of the mystery. So we won't get into what that is or why that is, but. Yeah. So I was a little hesitant, but it was not, it was not bad. It was, I was like, okay, I can handle this because it's, it's not mainly focusing on the flu. Unlike. Station Eleven, which I read when it came out in 2011, and that's about a, a people dying of a flu. And I, I got the flu while I was reading that book, <laughs> and I could feel myself getting sick, and I was like, oh, I'm patient zero. I'm, I'm going to die. <laughs> I don't know if I could go back and read that one. I could read, probably read it right now, but I don't think I could have read it in 2020. All right, I have a couple read-alikes, but for those of you, too, who liked this book, what books would you recommend <laughs> to other people? Well, I think we have one that we both came up with, uh, yeah. and I mentioned it, Station Eleven, um, by, it's Emily St. John? St. John Mandel. Mandel, okay. Uh, Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel. This is an adult book, but... It's definitely a book that has teen appeal as well. And it has those, a lot of the similar elements. It, it isn't about end results. It is about a journey and it's got multiple times happening. It's got during, during the actual sickness and like 20 years after the sickness happens. And then kind of during, like right after the, the sickness and it's like diff follows different stories and different people and how their stories kind of connect and all of this it's all about the importance of art and Shakespeare and theater and just family family in your life and it, it they they just have a real very much a similar vibe 
Yeah, I would agree with that. He uh, actually, David Arnold listed that book as one of his influences for this one. So, yeah, it, you can you can very much tell. Which isn't to say that they're they're not the same. No, but the vibe is very similar. And also, I have not watched it yet, but um, Station Eleven was uh, made into a TV show that's recently right. mm-hmm. as well. So, if that's how you prefer to consume your media. I do not know why you're listening to our podcast. <laughs> but um, so that one, and then, uh, like I said, a lot of them were, the books I thought of were more adult. There's a book called Life After Life by Kate Atkinson, which is about a, a woman that keeps dying, being reborn, and living her life again. And, like, she can kind of remember things, sort of. Ki- and, like, so she doesn't make the same mistake and, like, sometimes she lives in, like, until she's eight. And sometimes she lives until she's 18. And sometimes she lives in, in the whole, like, she has this ultimate goal. You would probably like that one more, Catherine, because she does have a goal. Um, <laughs> I think it's to kill Hitler. But, um, oh. <laughs> it's yeah. And uh, so you might, you might like that one. But it, it's similar that the whole cyclical life thing reminded mm-hmm. me of that. Um, and then a middle grade novel called When You Reach Me by, by Rebecca Steed. And that one is about time travel. And it has, it's set in the 70s in New York and it follows this girl and she's getting mysterious letters and who might be from a time traveler. And it, it has a lot of questions about what time travel looks like and how would you know if someone did come from the future, how would you know they were from the future? Like, right? How, what? How? How? Yeah. How could you tell that they weren't just a crazy person? And um, things like that. And it's got kind of an an end that the things you discover at the end make you want to reread the book okay. again. And when you reread the book, knowing how it ends, it changes the story. Which I I think this one. Yeah. Feels very similar to that. that. Yeah. How about you, Sarah? Um, As well as Station Eleven, there's another adult book that, you know, similar. It's called The Passage by Justin Cronin. And it's about the end of the world, but the end of the world is caused uh, by a, um, like a vampire virus that now the government has sort of tried to control and it's out of control. And so, but... The reason that it's similar, in addition to the apocalyptic setting, is that, um, again, like there's a lot of stories told on multiple timelines, and it's really about um, how different characters' stories overlap and interconnect. And that one is the first one of a three-part um, trilogy. And the other book, this one is a YA book, um, is called The Marrow Thieves by Sherry Dimeline. And that one is about um, a pandemic, but where everybody stops sleeping, they can't sleep anymore. And because of that, yeah, you can imagine as people who are sleep deprived in this room, we know how that goes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they end up kind of going crazy and they they figure out that there's a potential cure in the bone marrow of indigenous peoples. 
So you can imagine how that goes. Oh. So there's like, um, you know, a little bit of some dealing with like racial inequity in in that book, which also, by the way, happened in um, the book that we read, Electric Kingdom. There's like, you know, some conversation, not a lot of heavy conversation, but some conversation about race in relation to how the end of the world pans out. But anyway, that's a good one too about the marrow thieves. And I think that's part of, it might be a duology. But the marathon okay. is the first one. And it's also about like the search for family and things like that, which is, of course, really important in the Electric Kingdom. Catherine, as someone who did not really enjoy this book, <laughs> do you have any <laughs> books similar to it that you did enjoy? I'm just going to say they're similar. I'm not going to say that I enjoyed them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you just don't like this kind of topic at all. Not huh? much. Yeah. But the first one... Uh, I'd recommend is also classified as adult at our library, but it does have teen appeal. The main character is teenaged. It's a boy and his dog at the end of the world by Charlie Fletcher. This is a post-apocalyptic story, not with a pandemic exactly, but the population has dwindled or died out due to what is called the gelding. Basically, it's widespread infertility across the world and across all living things, so not just humans. Um, Our main character, Grizz, lives on a remote island with his family and their two dogs. One day, a stranger comes to visit and leaves in the night and steals one of the dogs. And then we have Grizz's journey as they attempt to follow and get their dog back. Okay. So, to me, it seems pretty similar. He does travel with one of the other dogs. So he's... I love that what you took away from this is a story about a girl traveling with a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Well, did she travel with the dog? She did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. His name was Harry. Went on a journey in a post-apocalyptic world. I think they're similar. Okay. But you'd have to read it. The other one is an older title and is The Maze Runner by James Dashner. This one is the first in a series, but book six, The Maze Cutter, is coming out in October. In this one, we have another post-apocalyptic pandemic. And we have Thomas, who has no memory other than his name. He's in the glade at the center of a walled encampment encampment or maze. The maze is the only way out, and so far no one has made it through alive. Okay, I have to ask, (laughs) how is that book at all like this book? It's a post-apocalyptic pandemic. <laughs> it is a Just dystopian like world. Your Rita likes for American Road Trip were not exactly like American Road <laughs> no, Trip. That's, that's very true. That's very true. Oop. I just I you would just say have that. to like elements <laughs> from one book and the other. That I'm, one has a very um, distinct plot and a thing that they have to do, so it has an end. That I bet Catherine... Does it, though? Book six? No, it doesn't. It doesn't really end. It doesn't ever end, but... (laughs) Oh, no. They have a thing to fight. I did read the first one, The Maze Runner, and did not care for it. But better than the movie, which was awful. Well, let's get on to our assigned reading for the next episode. So I'm excited about this one. We're going to be taking a look at the world of the Fae. And I'm going with an older title for this one. In fact, all the way back to 2007 for Wicked Lovely by Melissa Marr. Talk about time travel. 
Okay. Yeah, right? <laughs> so long ago. I When I did the math, I realized that was 15 years ago. No, so no, no. It was like five. We could potentially have listeners that were that are the same age as this book, basically. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> but Ashlyn has the sight, which means she can see the fairies that are invisible to everyone else. She lives by a set of three rules. Don't stare at the fairies because you don't want them to know you can see them. Don't talk to them and don't ever attract their attention. But suddenly the fairies are stalking her and her rules to stay safe are no longer working. Uh-oh. Oh, dear. But for those of you who don't know what the fae are, they're fairies. Or I think Sarah summed it up. Pretty much all supernatural things that aren't human. So not necessarily Tinkerbells. Right. Don't be thinking Tinkerbell for the fairies in this book. Got it. Okay. Sounds dark and I'm down for dark. It is dark. Nice. This has been another episode of Spill It by the Gwinnett County Public Library. I'm Catherine. I'm Patty. And I'm Sarah. And we want you to join us next time as we discuss one of my favorite books. Nice. Favorite. Catch up, Patty. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that dead silence right there was her just being like, what? I was like, I don't get it. (laughs) Did we mention sleep to thrive? (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) I say that because that's the title of the next episode. Favorite book. Oh, okay, I get it. Remember to like, review, and subscribe. And until next time, keep reading.